K is know what you don't know. Let's rock and roll, guys. Know what you don't know. K-N-O-W, what you don't know. All right, so you guys got to know what you don't know. Now, one time I did this on a webinar. I was doing the ABCs of success, and I was like, you got to know what you don't know. And this lady kept hitting me and texting me and texting me and texting me and texting me. She was like, Brian, I didn't get um, L-M, and you already on N. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get that. Know what you don't know. K-N-O-W. She was like, I miss L and M. Brian, you got to go back because you don't know what you don't know. And I was like, lady, no starts with K. All right, let's, <laughs> let's, keep, let's keep it moving. Stay with me. So that's true story. She thought I was on end. So you got to know what you don't know. Here's why. Good analogy. I said it last week for those who weren't there. If you take a pen and you put a dot on a sheet of paper, the black dot represents what you know. The white sheet of paper represents what you don't know. So always remember, you want to live in the mystery. Don't live in the know. The know has you exactly where you are. So you want to learn to live in the mystery. That's very, very important. What you seek is seeking you. Okay? What you seek is seeking you. So I want you guys to remember, as long as you live in the know, K-N-O-W, if you live in the know, you will never grow. That's a good one to write down. If you live, as long as you live in the know, you will never grow, ever. You got to get out there and get into the mystery. Like, a lot of you guys don't, they don't know me personally, don't know this, but like, I'm very, I call it lame. And what I mean by that is... A good Friday night for me is just watching a good documentary, man. I get me some food and some popcorn. I go in my bed and I'll binge on documentaries like you wouldn't believe. I don't know if that means I'm lame. It just means I'm, I'm a little different. I'm eccentric, but I'm also very smart because I, I like to learn and I like to find out what I don't know. Like, man, I didn't know this religion believed that. And here's where it started. Man, I didn't know this philo philosopher created this or the patent was on that. And this business mogul grew up like this and. And that's where I get a lot of my keynote addresses from, because I'm always, always, always thirsting for knowledge. I don't just live where I'm comfortable. If it was if life was only about motivational speaking and only about martial arts and only about raising a son, I would be perfectly fine. I'd be comfortable right there. Speaking martial arts, raising my child, speaking martial arts, raising my child. All right. But it's not. That's why I try to find out as much as I can about where I'm weak. So I can know what I don't know. But the first thing you got to do is you got to have a humble pill. And because a lot of people think they know everything. And I don't know why that is. Like, how can you possibly think you know everything? Like, that don't even, don't even really make sense. Like, if, if you add up all the things you don't know, it, it's far exceeds, it supersedes the stuff that you know. But, but the problem is you're supposed to take pride in that. Like, you know what? There's a lot of stuff out here I don't know. Like, that's exciting. You know what I mean? I, I get excited when I learn something and I dive head first into it. Now, here's the good thing. There are a lot of people, especially like older people, who they know a lot. They, they know a lot. I'm sorry. They know a little bit about a lot of things. Isn't that real cool? When you can just sit down and talk to somebody and you can talk about religion, they got some perspective on that. We talk about changing a carburetor. Old man walk up to you, hey boy, you don't know nothing about that carburetor. Move out the way, young fella. He know a little bit about the carburetor. You talk to him about, you know, um, I don't know, rearing children. 
He got girl, boy, I got 49 grandchildren. You don't know nothing about that. It's, it's so cool to talk to somebody that knows a little bit about a lot of things. So it's good to find people who know a little bit about everything. Fishing. I can bowl. You got people like, I can do this and I can do that. I can market online. I can market offline. I can play basketball, but I'm good at martial arts. I can bake a cake, but I can't cook real well. See, that's what you want to do. Here's a good question you want to ask yourself, guys. What are you bringing the marketplace? If you're an entrepreneur or if you're a person who decide, has decided that they want to make money in capitalism, what knowledge do you have that people in the marketplace are willing to pay for? That's what it means. That's what I mean by how, how important it is to know what you don't know. And of course, the antithesis of that would be to know what you're what you're good at so you can provide it to people in the marketplace. A lot of you guys are sitting on gifts. You sitting on Jews. You sitting on you sitting on a lot of income, believe it or not. It's just that you don't know how to market yourself and you don't know how important it is that people find out what you know. Let me let me say that again. A lot of you guys are sitting on jewels. You sitting on some serious income, but you don't know how important it is. You don't know how to market properly and you don't know how important it is to get what you know out to the public. And here's why. Because a lot of times you lived it and it comes so easily. So you don't think it has value. The knowledge that you have has a lot of value and you could grow your income drastically if you just knew how to market that knowledge, how to formulate it first, how to market it second, how to monetize it third. The problem with most people and they don't know this is money comes last. Money comes last. Money doesn't come first. You can't just put a link up and say, everybody go buy my book. It don't work like that. If it worked like that, we'd all be rich. Okay. You can't market until you formulate. But a lot of people don't know how to formulate properly. So that goes back to K. You got to know what you don't know. Look, check this out. I learned this from a multi, multi, multi-millionaire. The best speakers in the world, the best authors in the world, the best dietitians in the world, the best doctors in the world, the best whatever in the world. The exception of like sports and acting. And you'll see why I'm about to say that. The best professions where a person can be one hell of a doctor, one hell of an author. And people are outselling them left and right. It's because the people who are outselling them, they aren't better. They market better. When I got that in my head and heard him say that, I said, you know what? I get it. Because I thought it was me. Half the people on stage sucked. And I'm not being like egotistical. I mean, I would run circles around half the people I saw on stage that day. I'm just being honest with you. I'm not being, I'm talking about, I'm talking about the people on stage. They suck that day. And I was like, you made $25 million last year. You made eight figures. I'm sitting up here proud of seven figures and success. And you made eight figures and you can't formulate a sentence that you can't read off of this PowerPoint. Man, I got so upset. Not with them. I, I never hate on another speaker. I got upset with myself. I said, <laughs> Brian, you ain't marketing properly because more people know this guy 
than know you. And he reading PowerPoint line for line for line. And I memorized my keynotes within 30 minutes. I'm like, you ain't marketing properly. You ain't marketing properly. See, that's my fault. So you got to know what you don't know. All right, here we go. L, learn more, earn more. Learn more, earn more ties back into what I just said. You know, um, the more you realize that you don't know, the more you need to learn. And the more you learn, it gives you um, a certain skill set and knowledge that you can go out and monetize. So that goes back earlier into what I was saying. I may have jumped ahead of myself. But what can you offer the marketplace? So you need to learn more about marketing so you can earn more off of your gift. Here's the big one. Are you ready? Drum roll, please. M is very important. M is very important. Drum roll, drum roll, drum roll, drum roll, drum roll, drum roll, drum roll. Mailing lists create equity. Man, I might need I might just go to rest of part three on this one. Mailing lists create equity. Now, I'm going to tell you a big improvement I have to make. And I'm making that I'm taking this stance as of right now for real. You have to give your mailing list a lot of content. Now, a lot of you guys may be listening. You're like, what is a mailing list? Guys, these days, current the new currency is email addresses. The new currency is email addresses. Now, let me prove it to you. <clears throat> People say, Brian, the new currency is not email. Email is dead. That's one man's opinion. You guys got to know how I am. I don't argue. You're right if you think you're right. But just listen to another perspective. Brian, I got 900 million Instagram followers. Yeah, but Instagram has 900 million email addresses. How do you think you log into Instagram? Brian, I got 10 hundred trillion Facebook fans. No, Facebook has 10 hundred million of your Facebook fans because they got into Facebook with email. So Facebook can market to them even outside of Facebook. Brian, you understand, man, on YouTube, I got a billion videos. They got a billion each. I know, but Google had you set up a Gmail account to log in to your YouTube account. So I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, but some tells me if the big billion dollar companies want your email account, you need to be collecting email addresses. Now, how do you collect the email address? Easy. You have to learn how to capture emails by giving free value. So what's my point? You got to do what the big boys do. If you know for a fact, see, let me let me give you something that's very important. People think Facebook is free. Facebook is not free. You use it for free. Facebook ain't free. Why you think all those ads are on the side? And why you think your fan page, you can pay for boost clicks? And why you think in your news feed now on your phone, all of a sudden things are popping up that you ironically just thought about yesterday? Um, how did they know I wanted some Nikes? Because you went to Nike.com. These days, cookies are put into your searches. Facebook has your email address. Now Nike all of a sudden is showing up in your newsfeed. 
you don't understand. Social media is not free. It's free to you. Somebody else is paying for it. Capiche? So I believe in just doing what the big boys do. One of my most popular um, series is called Three for Free. But in order to get the Three for Free series, I need your email address so I can send them to you. Right? There's no money attached to it. It's just three free videos. Amentor2millions.com. That's T-O. Amentor2millions.com. You get three free videos. But I can't send them to you without your email address. So I'm capturing email addresses because I want you guys to write this down. If you like that, you'll love this. I want you to write that down. That's what people are saying. People who make millions of dollars online. If you like that, you'll love this. You ever notice when you shop on Amazon.com? When you go to Amazon and you put in um, that you want this book, it'll say people who love this book. Also, it'll have recommended listings of this book and this book and this audio and this video. That's called an upsell. So the question becomes, if you guys aren't making money, those of you that want to make money online and you have a gift or a talent or something you want to offer online, if you aren't making money online, it's because you haven't captured enough email addresses. If you haven't captured enough email addresses, it's because you haven't figured out what you need to be giving away for free that people will give you their email for. See, it's an exchange. So if you give me your email, I'll give you something for free. Internet marketing is all about reciprocity. Okay, it's about reciprocity. What you're saying is if I give you this, you give me that. If you give me your email, I'll give you a free PDF. If you give me your email, in my case, for example, I give you three free videos. You see what I'm saying? It's a it's a it's a it's the, the uh, law of reciprocity is real. That's the world we live in now. You can't get something for nothing. OK, yeah. Facebook is giving you the right to share and giving you the right to post videos and giving you the right to uh, market your business. But you're giving them your email address. You're giving them your database. OK, you're giving them your shopping and buying habits. So they're getting more advertising. Everything is give and take. So you guys got to figure out right now, what do I want to offer some people so that I can collect their email addresses? Um, but, yeah, you got to get those email addresses. You got to collect them because that's the new currency. So I remember when I started with like when I first got this understanding, I was like, I got it. I got it. You got to get people's email addresses so you can market to them. And if they like what you gave them for free, then they'll love what they have to pay for. Got it. I only got one problem, though. I don't have no email addresses. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking about like outside the ones in my little phone, right? Your little friends. I'm like, how do these people get a million email addresses? Write this down. They started with one. See, too many of you guys worry about where somebody else is. And it's natural because that's what I did. I'm like, how do you get two million people in your database? Easy. They started with one and they learn how to market and they learn how to market. They learn how to market. They learn how to campaign. They learn how to campaign and boom. So I went from like zero to approaching 10,000 just like that because I just learned it. Now, those 10,000 people, if just 2000 of them like you and 500 of them love you and 150 are in love with you, then it was worth getting 10,000 emails. 
2,000 like you, 500 love you, 8,000 don't care nothing about you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that's fine. And then 150 are in love with you. Boom. You're in business. So, guys, when I tell you, man, your mailing list is your equity. You got to start designing that and you got to start understanding the value of capturing emails because we, we've learned that we got to provide people with a lot of great content. The content has to be good. Now, you, your content can't suck. And you talking about give me your email address because there's also something called opt out. OK, and you start seeing that opt out count go up. You're like, uh, I'm not as good as I thought. I hate to interrupt, I hate to interrupt, I hate to interrupt, but don't you want me to pay the bills? You want the show to stick around, right? This segment was sponsored by the Instincts Training Series. Now, what is that? You ever wonder why a duck does not have blood vessels in his feet? You ever wonder why a polar bear or a brown bear or a black bear take care of their young to the death like any mother would? You ever wonder why a cheetah has a really long tail? You ever wonder why a rhino has birds on his back? You ever wonder why a praying mantis has a thousand eyes? I could go on and on and on, but the Instincts Training Behavioral Series will show you how to reach your full potential as God's highest creation. That's right. You're the most intelligent form on the planet, but you're the weakest emotionally. I'll show you guys how to tap into your instincts and reach your full potential and be more productive personally and professionally. Visit briannbeam.com. That's briannbeam.com for a free keynote and tap into your instincts today. Now back to the episode. In networking is the key to growth. Networking is the key to growth. So we're on N. I hope y'all got M now. M is, M is crucial. But N is networking is the key to growth. Man, let me tell you guys something. You guys may not know this, but I started off my career in network marketing. And man, I'm telling you, next to um, being a... There's no better publicity than networking and knowing a lot of people, man. I'm telling you, I've had every connection in the world from discounted jewelry, discounted cars, discounted plane tickets, free hotels, discounted travel. So I know some of the best doctors and physicians in the world, all because of not network marketing, but networking. Look, man, let me give y'all a tip. Do you know what the source of all money is? The source of all money is other people. It's just a little theory I've been working on for 20 years. It's other people. You don't have to go any further than other people. The source of all money is other people. So you got to figure out, okay, I got to find a quality service at an affordable price and I expect to receive a quality profit. That's the definition of business. So the only way you're going to get a quality profit is if people feel like you have an affordable price and you provide a quality service. So if you need more money, you need a bigger network, you, period. Networking is the key to growth, both online and offline. The problem with most people is they think that just because they have a huge social media network, that alone is enough to make a lot of money. It's not. Okay? That's not how it works. You have to first build. Then you have to engage. And then you monetize. That's how you make money online. 
Look, let me let me tell you something. It's people out there with way more Facebook likes than me. I don't even have that many because I haven't been marketing my fan page like I should. So hook me up, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Give me a like. <laughs> Mentor to millions on Facebook. I haven't been marketing my fan page like I should. Um, it's a lot of people with way more YouTube hits. Yep. Brian, I got two billion hits. Okay. It's people with way bigger database. But I make way more than them. See, it's not it's, it's not how big that's a start, but they haven't learned how to capitalize. So I might be maxed out, for example, on Facebook. I'm maxed out with the five thousand people. I can't accept any more friends. But I, every now and then I do a purge and I bring in all new people. But I'm maxed out. So. So what? What does that mean? It don't matter if you're not helping those followers get better. You know what I mean? What good is a whole bunch of email addresses if you don't have great content? What good is a couple of cool likes or clicks on some YouTube videos if they aren't going to something else to find out more about you? You see? So you got to learn how to market online and you got to learn how to market offline. That's 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 just the bottom line. Social media is not a substitute for you being a good person. In fact, a lot of times on social media, people flat out lying anyway. So you got to learn how to do both. I know people. I got a friend of mine, young lady. If you look at her Facebook profile. Oh, my goodness. Gorgeous. Um, always somewhere having a good time. Taking pictures of her food. You see her little toes in the sand. <laughs> I don't know why people do that. That's just a funny picture to me. You got your little toes out and then the sand is, you know, Beyond your feet and all that. That's a funny little picture to me. But, um, and she's miserable. That's my point. So she's masking what's really going on with her. And I talked to her about that. I'm like, look, you don't have to keep acting like you got it going on to gain favor and gain popularity. You're very attractive. You're very smart. You have some setbacks in your life. You have some financial setbacks due to lack of discipline. Let's get you back on your feet so these pictures and stuff that you keep posting can be real. So so you got to learn that social media, a lot of times, is a bunch of people faking and flossing anyway. That's not who they really are. And you got to learn that offline, okay, you got you to give a lot of people offline way more credit because you got some diamonds that are in the rough around you every single day and you not treating them like you should treat them. So you got to learn how to market online and offline so you can separate the real from the fake is what I'm trying to tell you. All right, so your networking is the key to your growth, both online and offline. Okay, I'm going to end today with O, because I've been on here for a minute. Let me end with O. Y'all ready? Drum roll, please. This is a big one. Write this down for O. Do it as much as you can for as long as you can. O is outsource. You have to outsource. Because here's the thing. See, when you have an idea and a concept and you call it your baby and you pull it in close to you and you like this is mine 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 and nobody can express it like I can and um, I'm the only person that can really paint the vision on my baby I get it but I'm telling you man in order for your baby to grow you better surround yourself with and outsource some stuff to some people who are better at nurturing certain parts of your baby than you see the baby or the business is your idea but there are people out there who can market it better. Just don't let them take advantage of you. There are people out there who can get di- better deals for your baby. Just don't let them take advantage of you. There's people out there 
who need to develop the website for your baby. You you can't go to WebEx. Oh, what's what's the what's the thing that you can get for free? Uh, the TV commercial. It's got your, like your your website will be twelve inches long because you got to add the extension on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, Wix. There you go, <laughs> Wix and all these other things. That's cool. Just getting started. Don't get me wrong. I ain't trying to offend you if you got a Wix account. But if you're trying to grow, you got to outsource and get somebody to do your website. I know everybody wants you to think you can do your own website these days, but man, there's a lot of people out there who can make your website a lot better. And that's, let's be honest, that's the first point of contact for your business. So you got to outsource some of this stuff. Brian, I know how to do taxes, so I just do my own taxes. That's cool at a certain point in your life, but I have a CPA because she's a certified public accountant. That's a different pay grade. Therefore, she gives me different advice. Going from an LLC to a C-Corp put like an extra $28,000 in my pocket last year. Just changing the way I do my taxes saved me $28,000 that I was overpaying. Just a change in the code. That's what I pay a CPA for. You know, I'm not telling you to change the LLC to a C-Corp. You have, you, you have to know my situation. I'm saying those are the, those are the things that people advise you. You know, but Brian, I just go to my cousin because my cousin do taxes. I understand. I understand your cousin does taxes, but a CPA does more than taxes and financial wealth is more than just doing your taxes. What type of corporation are you running? Do you have a payroll company? How much are you putting into Social Security, Medicaid, uh, Medicare, um, state, federal? Are you overpaying your taxes? Have you looked at your W-4? So I want you guys to, to understand, man, you got to out at some point, you got to grow your business big enough where you outsource things. Shana and I, Shana is the design girl who's, who's on my web designer. When we first decided to go on business together, the first thing we did was we created some assets. You know, we had to create some assets. Okay, Shana, you have a gift. My logos, my insignias, my taglines, my websites, my capture pages. Okay, perfect. I have a gift. I speak. I train. Uh, that's about it. Um, <laughs> how can we bring these two together? OK, we got to bring our assets together. Now, what are we not good at? OK, we're not good at this. We're not good at that. We're not good at this. I don't I don't want to book the gigs myself. Uh, we need to get some video cameras so people can video. We need to get audio cameras. We need to get editors. What are we not good at? So you got to outsource the things you're not good at. Let me say this to you real quick. And we're going to end on outsource. Check this out. This this will give you a big, big lift in time management, a huge lift in time management. What are you here? Here are some categories you want to ask yourself. What are you exceptional at? That's number one. What would you do for free? What are you really, really good at? Number two, what can you do? But you got to power through it like. You can do it, but it's, you know, you, you got to wake up and do a couple of extra push-ups and get through it. Three, what do you hate doing? What do you hate doing? Okay. Now, the one that you hate doing, you got to outsource that. The problem with a lot of people, they haven't gotten their business big enough yet, so they're still doing things that they hate doing. And then guess what? You are certain to be out of business pretty soon. Because you, you can't do what you hate doing. In business, you have to do what you love doing.
See, I love speaking. I would do it for free. I, I do it for free sometimes depending on who the client is. But because I love doing it, I've been doing it and training for a long time, over 20 years. If I hated doing it, I couldn't do it. That's why a lot of people are miserable every day because they hate their jobs, but they continue to go to it. I'm not telling you to quit your job. I'm telling you to get your business to the point where your job becomes an option and therefore you fire your boss. You see, be thankful for your job. Just don't be satisfied with your job. If you hate your job, just like I did, you got to do something where you end up firing your boss. That's what I did at 22 years of age. I fired my boss before they could fire me. So if, but it's because I found something I love doing. Now, the things that you love doing, but I mean that you like doing, but you got to power through it. Hold on to keep doing that for a little while until your business gets to the point where you can afford not to, I mean, to pay to pay somebody to do it and afford not to do it. But the things that you hate doing, you got to put zero time in. And the things that you love doing, you got to put more time in. And the things that you can power through, keep doing it long enough until the things that you love to do make you enough money to stop powering through it. So be thankful for your job, but not satisfied. I was thankful for my little job that I had. I only worked a job for 90 days when I graduated from Morehouse. Um, but I just I hated it, though. Like, I really hated it. Like, every time I passed the exit, I just, to this day, I'm like, Oof. I used to work over there. Oof. I mean, it's like, I shiver for real. So listen, man, if y'all got some good content, look at this. We just on, oh, can y'all imagine? We got to go P-Q-R-S-T-U-V. Woo! 